What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Welcome and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hopefully you guys ring in the New Year great and with a loved one. Uh, we definitely did. We were actually at the 4040. Shout out to everybody that came out to the 4040 mm-hmm. nightclub. We had an amazing time. Uh, it was just fun. Just a lot of fun. The weather sucked. The weather completely was nasty, disgusting, I raining. I almost didn't make it out. Yeah, Gia was like, I don't know if I'm going to go out. You this almost is too had to disgusting. fly solo. Yeah, no. But you like, did come out. I don't feel like putting on sexy shoes and a sexy, sparkly dress. Right. I don't feel like getting my blowout rained on, but... I went out for you. And we had a good time. And we had a great time. I'm glad I went. <laughs> Absolutely. So shout out again. I think this is like the third time I've done 4040 New Year's Eve. And people always ask, why don't you go out of town? And sometimes we get offers to go out of town and do other places. But the family's in New York. The kids are in New York. Yeah. And I love the 4040. And I'm going to tell you why. It's it's one of the biggest clubs in New York City as mm-hmm. far as it's what people know. So we get not only people from New York, but so many different people from out of town that come into New York for the for New Year's Eve. Right. And they party there. And it's just fun because everybody just likes to dance and have fun and drink. And It's a good toast. energy because that's Great what energy. people are there for. Absolutely. They're there to enjoy themselves and have a good time. So they take everything in. Absolutely. Yeah. Now... I want to, before we go to the emails, I know we promised you guys that we were going to get into a, a lot of the emails. I wanted to ask you a question about forgiveness. Where is this coming from? It's something I thought about and I just wanted to catch you off guard and, and, and ask your honest opinion because I'm sure a lot of couples deal with this. Kind of weird, out of the nowhere comment question topic is this. It's not, it's not regular forgiveness. Dude, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Drunk forgiveness. Rashawn. <laughs> but so funny. You're, you're, you're ridiculous. No, no. The reason I'm asking this, do you know why I'm asking this? I have an idea, why? but so, I don't think that there was anything to forgive if you're talking about what I think you're talking what, about. What? 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 I didn't do anything. No, I wasn't talking about you being drunk. See, you, see, you, automatically, <laughs> you automatically think I'm talking about you. Oh, I'm like, I didn't do anything crazy. What are you talking no, about? Not this time. You didn't do anything crazy this time. Oh, okay. But you were, Gil, um, how many glasses of champagne did you have? I don't know. We're going to sit here and do a tally. No, the reason I say that is is when Gia gets tipsy, she doesn't know anything. Like, she's the type I of do. person. I do. I remember everything that happened. She only gets tipsy or drunk around me because I can take care of her. But like, <laughs> New Year's Eve. No, is that because you can take care of me? That's only part of the reason. It's because... I have fun when I drink with my husband. Correct. When we drink together, we have fun. Right. So that's the, and you take care. I'm not putting myself in any type of situation that's going to jeopardize my safety if I'm with you. Correct. So yes. So, you know, Gia is drinking New Year's Eve. We come back to the house. Uh, we get home that night and the kids are up. You know, the older kids, Madison and Logan, they're up. So they jump into bed and they could <laughs> tell mommy is a little tipsy. Right. I think that's an understatement. So when <laughs> So when mommy's when mommy got tipsy, we start asking her mad questions because it's funny as hell. <laughs> so Madison's telling the story because Madison went out New Year's Eve and uh, one of her friends got completely stone faced, annihilated, drunk, and her dad had to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And her dad was at a party in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So Madison said, "Yeah, her dad uh, came from Connecticut. All gear her was from Connecticut. It was like you partied in Connecticut." <laughs> And Madison was like, yeah. And we were going on for like 15 minutes with this joke. And Gia was like, how dare you let her go to Connecticut and, and party? Did you drive to Connecticut? Like you were twisted. But I don't want to talk about you. 
Okay, good. It's not about you and you being drunk and you telling your muffin joke drunk. It's not about that. They they baited me. They asked me to tell the muffin joke again, guys. <laughs> drunk. Right. But, but what I wanted to Was talk- it funnier when it was told drunk? No, you would just laugh more. <laughs> okay. You you made yourself laugh. You didn't need a crowd. You didn't need a <laughs> You didn't need anybody. You didn't need anybody out there. You just uh-huh. you just told your old joke and you was dying. Me and the kids right. started laughing at you. It was funny. So, what's this forgiveness topic that you're bringing up? Okay. Now, when people get drunk, sometimes people go too far. Mm-hmm. Right? And the reason I'm asking is cuz when we were in 4040, there was a uh, a baseball player. Oh, 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 oh okay. At the table next to us. Mm-hmm. Tall dude. Uh, I don't know if he was white or Spanish. He was about six foot five. He was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was twisted. Was he, he that tall? He was taller than me. Hell yeah. I'm six foot. He's about at least six three. At okay, least six three. Maybe six three. But he was drunk. And he had, and um, when we first got there, he had his, it looked like he had his girl and he had his section over there. They were right next to right us. Right next to us. And his girlfriend, I guess that was his girlfriend. I don't think that was his girlfriend. Why? Um, Because. They were there together. They were there together. They were definitely smashing that night. But I no, they, don't No, they weren't think... smashing the night, that night. Was she the one that got hurt? Yeah, she got oh, hurt. Oh, she was the one that they right. carried out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they definitely weren't smashing. They definitely intended on smashing right. that night. But if I'm your girl and I'm dancing on you, all wild and crazy and twerking and I got my legs up. I mean, put it this way. She was dancing so seductively and not caring to the degree where her whole dress mm-hmm. was damn near up around her waist. Okay. I mean, I could tell you whether she needed a Brazilian or not. Wow. That's how bad it was. Did she need one? No, she didn't actually. Okay. She All right. kind of clean. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just curious. But I'm saying that like, I don't want to see your snatch. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't even met yet. Like I don't want to see your snatch. So if that was his girl... He, I don't think he would have behaved that way. He treated her like someone that he was probably just going to knock off that night. Okay. Well, she didn't make it to the whole night. What happened was she was dancing crazy. She knocked over a wait, glass. Wait, wait. So she, her and her friend took off their shoes. They got onto the couch and they started twerking on the couch. Correct. Okay. And while they were twerking, they knocked over a bottle, which knocked over the champagne glasses. Correct. So so the champagne glasses went all all over the floor. And for some reason, probably because they were so drunk, she got off of the couch. Well, before she got off the couch, my manager went over to her and said, look, be careful because you just dropped over. You just dropped glass. Let them clean it up first. Mm -hmm. And she basically was like fuck you I don't know you she stepped onto it and she stepped dead she on the glass she got down and stepped she like slid like she right. stepped on the glass and then slid with the glass in her foot so it like sliced open her whole foot right yeah so they had to carry her out uh, gla- blood was everywhere it was it was just in that section they cleaned it up fast and disinfected that area fast but he came back and was dancing with every black girl crazy. Like, he was look like he was fucking every girl in there. Like, I mean, he was picking girls up. But he had no rhythm. It was awful. No, no rhythm at it all. It was awful. No I'm like, you can't all. be enjoying this. Like you. But, but the reason I'm going to saying this story is now, when people get drunk, mm-hmm. they do crazy things at times. And sometimes right. it's not, they don't necessarily know what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily uh, realize until the next day, but people make a lot of drunk mistakes, whether it's kissing somebody else in a club or dancing crazy like that in the club or mm-hmm. flirting or something like that. 
When people forgive, should they forgive their drunken spouse, whether it's their girlfriend or their boyfriend? Because you have to understand of all people. You've been me of all people. No, because you've been drunk before and you said some crazy stuff and you've done some crazy stuff. Okay, now now you're going too far. What have I done or said that was crazy? That's not true. Um, you just laugh. You stick your head out the window. Right, like that's a dog. not stuff that needs to be worthy of forgiveness. Like you're giving the wrong impression. I mean, but you, what we, I'm saying, I can relate. I can, you can understand relate because you see exactly not having all of your scruples. And even me, like I've gotten drunk twice to the point where I, well, I would say once where I couldn't remember what happened. The time when you were hugging the toilet on the first floor. No, not that time. I remember that time. I'm talking about our when you're baby in the Dominic- shower. No, when you're in the Dominican Republic, didn't you get like really bad? I got really bad, but like not that time. Five years ago? Not, no, that was way longer than five years ago, oh. but not that time. I'm talking about our baby shower. That was awful. That was the only time ever that was so I got embarrassing. drunk. That oh my goodness. I don't remember. Like I blacked out. I don't remember parts of that night. That's to the crazy. point where if I've never seen you like that. Where if I don't know, like if if somebody had raped me. I wouldn't know. That's the example you wanted to give. I'm just thinking about it because I really honestly wouldn't know. Oh, I, I, I would not it's know. Strange. You know I, what I mean? I'm just saying because it had to be. It had to be something. You could have so thought enough. of a bunch of other things to say. I, I mean, somebody like punched me in my face. Punched me in my face. Somebody put a finger in my butt. Like if somebody See, raped the, me. There you go again. See? The second one. <laughs> All right. Is just like the, the first one. <laughs> the first one. But I'm just saying, if somebody I'm would confused. have raped me that night, can you I, stop saying that? Okay. Can you just switch the example, just if, for my sake? I'm your wife. You know what I mean. I want to hear about that. All right, but you were there. But you know what happened. Nothing. But I know you didn't get raped. Well, not by. Because you're right. I was there. You was there. All right, but all right. But if anything would have happened, <laughs> I wouldn't have Weirdo. known because I was literally blacked out to the point like like that was the only time I'm like wow yeah I understand. How but how did you wind it, up getting so drunk at the baby shower? Um, like what in the like that was bad. Like was you a, were at a table by yourself, like with your head on the table and. Like people couldn't revive you. Like you could. Like we tried to wake you up, and I, you would not wake up. I made it to work the next day, though, which didn't make like your. <laughs> see, that goes back to your overly ambitious self. Like you, <laughs> you won't miss work. You won't be late for. Like it's crazy. Nope. But you know what it was? It was, I guess. I, I really don't know. You gave the most inappropriate speech at our baby shower with I mean, our family and friends. Your mother and father. Yeah, I don't even remember that. The only reason I remember is that people videotaped it and I seen videos and I was like, wow, I said a lot. You said a lot. Stuff that your parents definitely should not have heard. Oh, well. But back to what I was saying, how do you forgive that? Like, how do you wake up and be like, damn, my baby just embarrassed the shit out of me at this baby shower. I mean, I wasn't really embarrassed. But there are times when people do get embarrassed and I'm sure there's a lot that goes on when, you know, people get drunk. (laughs) How do you forgive that? I'm sure there's situations where, because there's all types of drunks. There's people that get drunk and they get violent. There's Mm -hmm. people that get drunk and they get sensual. There's people that get drunk and, you know, whatever. Like, how do you forgive that? Let's say I was the type of drunk that got physical, violent. Like my dad used to say he stopped drinking because when he would get drunk, he would get mean, mean. Mm -hmm. And he said he just didn't want to be that person anymore. So let's say, you know, we got, I got drunk and then we got into an altercation. I was mean. And I let's say I hit you. How do you forgive somebody that gets drunk? If you hit me? Because it's not coming from a place where I don't know. I'm I'm not that sane person. I'm not the person you know because I am, you know, drunk. Well, I don't think that a person gets drunk and starts swinging on people without knowing that they're capable of that 
before they had those drinks. Mm. You know what kind of drunk you are. So if you're an adult, if you're a grown person who probably started drinking around the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, uh-huh. you've had many, many years <clears throat> to assess your drunken behavior. Correct. You know yourself. You know what you're capable of. So now if you come at me at 30 and you drink and you punch me in the eye, then that's a you problem. Okay. That's a you knew that you were capable of this. You drank around me and now I have a shiner mm-hmm. and it's not OK. Um, whether a person forgives in that situation is their business. But what I know is that you knew what you were capable of and you drank around me anyway. Mm-hmm. So do I want to forgive that? Mm-hmm. Because I know some people when they when they drink, they also get very sexy, very flirty, very sensual. Right. So if I'm your wife uh-huh. and I know, I mean, and that's the truth. When I drink, I feel more sensual. Correct. I definitely feel more loosey goosey. I feel more open. Uh-huh. That happens to me every single time. So I know that I'm not a candidate to drink when I'm not around you. Correct. Or when I'm around men. That aren't you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that. I know what I'm capable of. I know how I feel when I'm drunk. I know that possibly if I have too much, someone can take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. So I don't put myself in that situation. Never, ever. Right. So if I did and I'm around somebody and let's just say, you know, it wasn't that horrible. Let's just say. I made out with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, horrible. You said that's not that horrible. Well, yeah, I mean, horrible. it's not sex mm-hmm. is what I mean. So let's say I'm out with my girls and there are guys there. And let's say my girl has, you know, people back over to her apartment afterwards. We all go. She invites some guys because she's a single girl. And I wind up making out with somebody that night. Mm-hmm. But I was drunk. You know, I love you. You know that my intention wasn't to make out with him. Do you forgive me? Hmm. See, that's a tough one. Why is it a tough one? I'm going to tell you why. Because what you just said, you just said you know how you are this with is alcohol. The point. You know how it affects you. This is so the point. So if you're in that situation, why? Exactly. And it all it all boils down to we know better. Correct. We all know better. And if you put yourself in a situation that you know you won't be able to control or you may not be able to control, then it's your fault for putting yourself in the situation. Once you get drunk, yes, I guess we can all pretty much understand that people act outside of the realm of their normal character. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is being in that situation in the first place. You know but So then whether you forgive or not is a choice. I would I forgive, I think though. that people would forgive and then make stipulations for the future. No, I would forgive. Turn your um, ring off, baby. I, I would forgive, <clears throat> but I would definitely... Um, we would have boundaries. That's and, what I just said. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying I would forgive. The first time, you know, and even if you, let's say you got drunk and you hit me, I would forgive the first time. Um, I would see how bad the alcoholism is, you know. Uh, now it's alcoholism. I'm, no, I'm saying because some people that, do but this. that's not alcoholism. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying. I mean, if, if it's just one time you got drunk, you're not drinking again unless I'm around. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know. Now, we, you turn off your ringer. I know, that's Madison. You, you're just going to, because she just texted me. I, I didn't answer. She texted, so she texted you. you. She told, yeah, just she text her back, okay? She's just letting us know that she got to the deli safe and sound. Yeah, hold on. Let me text her. So while he's doing that, we have a thing with Madison. Can As you to, guys know, 
She's a new driver. So whenever she goes anywhere, she has to call me when she gets to every single point because she's finally allowed now to drive places by herself because between November 13th and today, which is um, December 2nd, January 2nd, that's what I meant, January Mm -hmm. 2nd. Um, up until about a week ago, I wouldn't let her drive anywhere by herself. So she would drive to school in the morning and I would be shotgun Mm -hmm. and we would go to school together. She drives that she can learn the route and learn the highway and learn the merges and the exits Mm -hmm. and everything. And then I would drive her car all the way back home. Mm -hmm. Then I would drive to school to quote unquote pick her up she would hop in the driver's side and then she would drive us back home so I was doing that to and from every single day just so I can really assess how she drives on that specific route because her school isn't nearby us right so she did great with that Mm -hmm. so after several weeks I told her that she can drive to school by herself right so she started doing that she did well with that so then I started letting her drive to her friend's house by herself even though her friend might only live five or ten minutes away so now that she's driving by herself anytime she goes anywhere even if it's Target she has to call or text to let me know that she got to Target okay and then if she's going to the mall after that she has to call or text when she gets to the mall so absolutely right now she literally just went to the deli which is like half a mile away. Yeah, so she, she was just, just texting me to let me know. I didn't answer since she texted Rashawn. Yeah, she just said she got there. She wants to go to Target. So I said it's cool. <laughs> she wants to go to Target. She wants to go to Target. Yeah. Target's her second home. I know. So anyway, back to what we were saying. Back to see, but you know, I always see <clears throat> me DJing so much, I always see a lot of couples arguing in the club. And it's always, you could tell one had too much liquor. One might have flirted with somebody. One's eyes might have been, you know, in the club too much and they always get into an argument and it always is nasty. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, well, yeah, it's going to be nasty. But do you forgive you that person? You slap another girl's ass in front of me? Yeah, it's going to be nasty. But do you forgive that person the next day and say, hey, I know you were drunk. But you were saying you would forgive, I but would you forgive. would set boundaries. I would have to set boundaries. Okay, you were drunk. Okay. I know that's not who you are. I hope that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. But let's nip this in the bud right now. You don't drink unless you're around me or you don't drink unless you're in a vicinity at home. And that's and that's what we have to do to make sure that we're on the same page. I think forgiveness is understandable after the first time. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of make excuses for a person Correct. in a sense. And a lot of us would probably be able to put ourselves in that same situation and say, OK, well, while I may not have acted the same way, I understand how they may have. So I will choose to forgive you this time. But it's one of those things where you say, but if it happens again. Mm hmm. Then we have a real problem. Correct. Then it becomes relationship threatening. The whole putting your hands on somebody, though, um, to be struck by a man. Um, <clears throat> I do think that there are women that will excuse that away. Me personally. I, I just don't think I think that the man would have exhibited violent tendencies before that instance. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas her getting punched in that situation wouldn't have been so much of a shock. So I can't just say straight away that I would forgive that. I don't I don't know, you know, and, and the re- only reason I'm bringing this up is because I know there's a lot of people that got into arguments New Year's Eve, got twisted and did some crazy stuff and they're trying to figure it out now. Right. But, you know, I do know that people, you know, alcohol 
does so many different things to so many different people. Like it makes some people mean. It makes some people violent. It makes some people happy. It makes some people happy. It makes some makes people me happy. laugh. It makes some people <laughs> dance. It does so yeah. many different things to people. You know, but I would hate to see a relationship destroyed because a man or woman had too much to drink and they couldn't hold their liquor and did something stupid. And not having that conversation, be like, hey, you know you fucked up, right? Well, let me ask you a question. Yes. So let's say I went to my friend's house where men were there uh-huh. and I had sex with somebody else. Because hmm. I think that that's a little bit more of the equivalent of getting punched in the eye on the reverse end. Sex is a little different. A lot different. Sex is a lot different. Because I'm sure that that's happened to a lot of but, people but <laughs> last night. I'm going to be honest. Nights ago. I understand. You would understand. So yeah. if I came home and told you that I woke up in bed with somebody else, mm-hmm. you would understand? I would understand. You're a very understanding person. I'm going to tell you why I would understand. And, no, but and- I love that about you. You're a very, very, very compassionate understanding, put myself in your situation type of right. person. That's a very good quality. I, I'm going to tell you why I would understand. And the only reason I would understand... Because you woke up in another man's bed before? No, shut up. Just ask <laughs> He's stupid. No, because... You put yourself in that situation. Shut up. No, let me talk. No, because I when I <laughs> drank at our baby shower, I was... That was the time, the only time in life where I could not remember what happened. Like, I, honestly. Well, in my hypothetical situation, I didn't say that. I didn't remember what happened. That's well, just what I did. Well, if you got drunk and listen, you, when I drink, let me tell you something. I remember everything. Right. I remember the bad muffin joke. I remember the whole thing about you guys telling me that Madison was in Connecticut. I remember everything that happened at the port. Like, I remember everything. Right. I, 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 I never go blank. But there's some people that drink. Well, I don't, I don't drink that much. But I might have had four or five glasses yeah, but you of champagne. Yeah. But I don't drink that much either. That was that one time. Think about it. In my whole life, I one time where I blacked out. So some people, when they drink, they I know. Don't but remember. let's just say in my hypothetical situation, I'm not, I didn't say that I blacked out, and I don't even remember. Let's say I remember every stroke. Let's say I remember everything. Okay, then we have a problem because then alcohol is not an excuse. You're using it as an excuse. That's kind of what I'm getting. You at. see, what I'm saying like because this that, is that the, means you wanted to do this it. This is the point and I was getting saying, at. Okay, see, I was drunk psychic. or I was high. You know, that's a difference. Listen, now we have a problem. A lot of people. I mean, we all know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like when you drink, oftentimes it allows you to be the person that you kind of want to be. Correct. It gives you the courage to say the things that you really want to say, to act the way that. You want to act because you kind of feel like you have a force field. Correct. You know, like people might be judging me, but I don't care. Right. It's like this no judgment force field, this no care force field. You do what you want. You say what you want. You act out how you want. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I become more sensual. Right. Now I'm a sensual person by nature. Mm -hmm. But it allows me to be even more sensual and let's say we're out and let's say I'm it's something I wouldn't do in public or maybe I wouldn't grab you the way that I grab you. It gives you almost the courage mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you do things that you don't really have the gumption to do without it. Like they say liquid courage, right? Right. One could argue that I might have slept with that guy because I was genuinely attracted to him. Correct. And wanted to but could not, would not have done it without the alcohol. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Now I get what you're saying. But the problem is, 
when it comes to that alcohol, it's not a matter of what you want to do or what you can't do or what you don't want to do. It's you're using it as an excuse. You know, it's you're fucking the guy because you want to fuck the guy. But you're saying you wouldn't have done it without the alcohol. Correct. So now well, you're upset. Maybe not. So then you'd be upset because I wanted to bleep the guy. Yes. But I think people want to bleep people all the time, but they choose not to do it. No. So the alcohol kind of took away. Took your... away what? Mm. See, it's not. See, you want to fuck the guy anyway, so you're using alcohol as an excuse. See, I'm o- I'm only talking about forgiving when you're drunk and you don't have that excuse. Where you're no, like, let's say I, got... I was drunk, but you know what you were doing. That's like somebody saying I was drunk and I drove home. No, motherfucker, you know you was driving home and you're using alcohol as an excuse. No, you knew you was fucking that nigga. But Great. sorry. Not, whoa, whoa. It didn't happen, baby. This is hypothetical. Oh, sorry. Look at me. Look at me in the okay, eye. It didn't happen. Make you sure. This is all hypothetical. You knew you were having sex <laughs> okay. with the guy. But Jesus. now you're saying, yeah, well, the alcohol made me do it. No, the alcohol didn't make you do it, mama. Not made me, allowed me to. No, 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 no. That's not that's not true. That's not true. The alcohol didn't allow you to do it. Okay. So you don't buy that. Not at all. Mm-hmm. All right. So then do you forgive? I mean, that's a conversation that we have to have. I can't. We don't forgive. have to have it because I didn't. It didn't I know, happen. I know that, but that's I can forgive. Yes, but we just have to have that conversation and and, and get to the deep down of the problem of why you cheated. That, like, first of all, you saying alcohol—that's a problem. You got to be honest with yourself. Like, look, this is something that I did. I was a little flirty, flirty. Yes, but take the alcohol out of because alcohol didn't make you cheat. But it, okay, it didn't make you. But I think that. It allowed you to act on something that you wanted to do, but that you would not have done without the consumption of alcohol. Right. I I, I mean, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying in this hypothetical that I was blackout drunk where I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I remember, but it allowed me to act on what I wanted to do, but would not have done otherwise. Correct. I, I get that and I understand that. But, so do you forgive that after we have this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I would forgive the first time, absolutely, after we have the conversation. And you knowing that there's no more liquor going down unless I'm around. Yes, but I now can. let me ask you a question. Do you treat me differently in the relationship? Knowing that I had sex with another man? Uh, at first, yes. I mean, because it's, it's, if I'm forgiving you, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not a matter of, okay, I forgive you and tomorrow we're back at where we're at. You know, it, it takes time to develop that trust again. And even in our relationship, like trust in us, it takes time to get that back. So, yes, that trust is going to take some time to get back and no more alcohol. Absolutely. No more fucking alcohol. OK, so to sum it up, you say that you do believe in forgiveness. I do. For drunken mistakes. Absolutely. I absolutely positively do. Okay. If it's one time. Second time, third time, fuck that. For one time, we can talk about it. We can control your liquor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're a very forgiving person. All right. Now, let's get to the email of the, well, we're going to get to a couple of emails. So the reason you were looking at me crazy is my, like, and this is the funny thing. This morning, you told me about your phone freezing. Mm-hmm. So during the podcast, if you ever listen to the podcast, I pull up the emails on my phone. Right. But my phone froze. 
So I was trying. I, I was trying to turn it off. What, that's why you're looking at me. But I, yeah, because while we're talking, but look, I can't even turn it off to reset it. Like I can't get into my phone. Like it does not work. Like oh. so, I can't even put my. He was I, like fiddling with his phone, and I'm looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? But I put my. I put the phone in my face for the face ID. The face. I, was, ID, I, I the, thought you were videotaping me while no, we were talking. I'm like, what are you doing? This shit is not working. Like I cannot get into the phone. So like, you're pulling it up on the laptop. Yeah, I had to pull it up on the laptop. Okay. I don't even know what to do because. I can't even, I can't even, it's not even like it's almost dead in a no, reset. It. It's just Give me? F- fucked. Anyway. Uh-huh. And, and the funny, the reason I'm laughing is because you just had the problem with your phone. See, that, look, that's what I was doing when you but were looking at me. this isn't the new phone. That this is, is your, your new phone. Oh, this is your new phone. Yes, the new yeah, iPhone. Yeah, I had the same problem with my phone. All right. Well, let's get to the first email. All right. I pulled it up on the laptop. <clears throat> okay. That's why you're looking at me funny, but I was trying to reset the shit. Yes, and yes, couldn't I reset see. it. Anyway, uh, let's get to a couple. Hey, hello, Gear and Envy. My name is Chloe. I've been married for almost three years. We purchased the house last year and my grandmother moved in with us. But now my husband and I are feeling like we can't really enjoy our space of our home because I have grandma living with us. How do you think I should tell her that I want her to find her own place? I don't like the way she makes my husband feel in his own house. He opened up her home to her to make him feel more comfortable. Now he has to walk on eggshells around her, which is not fair since we are paying the mortgage. Please help me. Can you guys also come to Chicago and do a segment? That would be awesome. What up, Shotan? What up, Chloe? So, um, Granny got to go. Granny got to go. <laughs> <laughs> They've only been married for three years. Yeah, granny, granny gotta go. Granny gotta go. I mean, no disrespect to Granny. You you allowed her to come in there, but if she's more of a problem and a hindrance and really fucking up your chemistry and the shit that you're zen in your house, Grandma gotta get the fuck out. No, but it's also and it's not like she has dementia where she can't. It didn't seem like Grandma had a problem. Grandma's only problem is she's too nosy. Yeah, I mean, especially since it seems as though she might be looking a gift horse in the mouth. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. If someone allows you to come and live with them because of your situation, whatever your situation is, then when you're in their home, you have to behave gratefully and you have to behave humbly. You can't get into that space and then start asserting yourself because you have the grandma title. Absolutely. You have to respect the space. Now, if the homeowner, the husband, is feeling as though he has to walk on eggshells around granny then there's a problem. Absolutely. Granny should say, you know what? I'm going to go out of my way to be a help and to make it convenient for them to have me here. Instead, she's doing the opposite and basically, you know, taking her position in the family and kind of throwing it in their face. Absolutely. Where he doesn't feel comfortable in his own house. And if he's not comfortable, then that's going to play out in their relationship in other ways. Maybe like a underlayer of resentment Absolutely. that her grandmother's there. Yep. Exactly. And it can just start, just, it's going to throw a monkey wrench in their relationship. I agree. So I think that the grandma would have to understand like, Grandma, um, you know, we're still considered newlyweds and you being here is creating a problem in our relationship. And I don't want things to start to happen that I won't be able to undo. Maybe we're arguing more or, you know, we're not enjoying each other's company as much because there's this thing there and he doesn't feel as comfortable to talk to me about it because he knows that I'm sensitive about you and you're part of my family. So I think that it would be best if maybe we find you a different living situation. I'll help you. I'll do whatever I can. Maybe if granny has a financial issue, maybe she can help with her 
financial situation a mm-hmm. little bit, pay a portion of the rent to ease her out of their house and right. then to ease Granny's situation a little bit. But the bottom line is your relationship has to come first. Unless Granny is sick and you're taking care of her or something like that. But you didn't mention that no. in your email. So Yeah, get Granny out. And then you know the other thing I would say is just do shit Granny don't like. If she's allergic to dogs, get come a on, dog. Rashawn. If she's allergic to cats, get a cat. You and this bad advice. If she's allergic to seafood, just hey, get some. Just start eating mad seafood. Just do things to piss her off where Granny wants to leave. So it's uncomfortable for Granny. So it's uncomfortable for Granny. That's so not nice. All right, let's go to the next email. We're gonna go through them fast so we can get a, a lot on. Um, this is need advice badly before I make a, a mistake. Hey, DJ, Envy, and Gia, love you dearly. I love your podcast. You two are very inspirational to me. I need some advice. I got engaged last year. What you I just going to let your other phone ring? You know you got two, right? I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Sorry for this lack of professionalism, hey, people. Hey, you know, it's live. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, I got engaged last year. What I thought was going to be an easy two years planning and excitement. Hasn't been. Nothing but stress and arguments. My fiance knew I wanted to have a wedding. He doesn't want the ceremony. He kept giving me a lot of pushback. Then I found out he kept a secret from me. He used to be married. We've been together for six and a half years before we were engaged. And he never told me. In fact, his ex sent me a message on Facebook telling me this. So he never had the balls to tell me. I've never been so hurt and betrayed ever. Mm -hmm. We have sort of worked it out, but he wants to move on from it. I don't, of course he does. I don't think he really <laughs> learned his lesson that he could lose me. I think I made it easy for him. I have uh, mm-hmm. forgiven him, but don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Every time I bring it up, he acts like he didn't do anything wrong. He lied. Please help. I'm praying every day about him and the situation. We'll be getting married in 2019. Any thoughts? I I just want to start by saying this. You have to be wary of a person who can hold that magnitude of a secret from you. Yes. He is able, he is capable. Right. Of holding such a big secret that's detrimental. Correct. That is something that you would need to know and you have the right to know. Correct. For so many different reasons. And the fact that he chose to and had no problem. And he, it's when you found out, it's not as though he came clean. It's not as though he came to you with a reason and mm-hmm. an explanation. You found out through his ex on Facebook. Correct. Which is fucked up. Like, that ex is a fucking bitch. Like really? The, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but. No, no. This is, this no, because she knows, she probably knows the type of person we that she was been, married to. But that was a long time ago. We've been together six and a half years. You find me on I mean, Facebook she definitely to be like, was trying to throw salt I in that. I just want you to know he was Whatever. married. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> like, go back to your fucking miserable ass life. You gonna look for me on, on Facebook and say, you knew he was married? Regardless, Bitch, regardless sorry for of my the French, ex's intentions. Fuck you. It's a good <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Am I lying? Was... You just you just gonna call me out the blue. You regardless know he of her what, intentions. What, what, what they got to do? It's great that she wound up finding out because a lot comes along with that. The fact that you had a whole marriage right. before me, that's not something that 
you think that I deserve to know. Right. I'm just wondering why he held it. Like, that's not the type of thing that would have needed to be held. I mean, maybe he felt like uh, his this new girl wouldn't have wanted to date him if if she knew he was married before. He was a divorcee. I don't know. I doubt it. It sounds it sounds Nowadays, right. people will date someone who has been married. People will date people that have children. I feel as though anything goes yeah, that, that, nowadays. It's not like... I feel it was 20 years ago where, you know, if you've been married or if you have kids or if you have no. Now, I think that most people are more open-minded than that. And if they find someone that they think can potentially be their soulmate, they will date them and see how it plays out. I don't think there's any reason why he could have or should have held that secret. But the fact that he did, and he probably would have held on to that secret until it came out organically on its own, that would scare me. Yeah, that, Not that to say that it's not something that eventually could not be worked out or not be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Depends a lot upon his reason, etc. But that would scare me and I would feel as though I was getting in bed with a person that's not trustworthy and could hold even greater and more detrimental secrets for me if it suited him. Correct. See, because that's a selfish act. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he felt as though it suited him. And he said, you know what? Out of pure self-motivation, he said, I'm going to keep this secret to myself because it works for me. Correct. Which isn't the type of attitude or mentality that I would want to go into a marriage knowing that my potential husband has. Right. You know, the, the the only thing with that is, is these are lies that people can find. You know, you know what I mean? It's like and, documented. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and can find easily. You it's know? not like there's my version and her version. Correct. There's only one version. Right. It's not like he's, like Mother Trucker, we were married. It's not like she hit him and was like, I just want you to know he was engaged. He'd yes. Like, he'd be like, I ain't, I ain't getting engaged to that bitch. She lied. You know what I mean? Right. She but bought that ring. She bought that ring. <laughs> but the fact that you got married, married, like a whole marriage. Yes. Unless he, unless it was something where it, it, it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she would be mad. But let's say, you know, they went to Vegas and got married and realized that was a stupid mistake. And then, you know, got divorced right after. Mm-hmm. Then that's something that I would say, OK, yeah, he didn't have to tell me. No, he still would have had to have told you. It should have came up in a funny story segment of their relationship. Oh, you know what I did one time? <laughs> me and this girl I was dating, you know, it was really good. So I don't know, in a drunken stupor, we went to Vegas and we got married. I mean, we got it annulled like two months later, but you know, that kind of happened. Anything funny ever happened to you? It could have been like that. Like this, no, regardless, it's a type of thing that you share with somebody that you're about to commit to spending the rest of your yeah, life I mean, with I before what, God. I get I get it. But he might have just got drunk and been like, fuck, I woke up the next day and got annulled right, right away. Like it, it was. Yeah, but I don't think that that happened. No, I don't think that because happened. Because <laughs> that's not part of no. the email. I'm saying that. Like that would have been like the most extreme situation where you would say, okay, well, maybe. Yeah. And then realize, nah. I mean, I would say one thing. Guys are stupid, right? And we do a lot of stupid shit. And, we and make women a, aren't? Not as stupid. So you think that that's just, um, it's just inherently. Men are just stupid. Like there is no way that you would say, okay, like, I, like how you can even hide a marriage and say, okay. I'm just not going to say anything. Like that's it's like never going to. That's come like out. me getting locked up and be like, no, I never got locked up. It's documented. You can find that out somehow, yeah. some way. It will mm-hmm. pop up if need be. Right. Um, just like saying I don't have any kids, and you got kids, <laughs> and you're on a birth certificate. Like, 
it's going to come up, one, yes. you know, sooner or later. Just right, right, right. Might not be today, might be four years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that would be a problem with me. And and we would have to have that conversation with Lion. And you always want to have a conversation. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we would have to have that conversation. We have to have several conversations about Lion. And not only that, it, it's. And I don't want to tell somebody not to get married or, you know, I know they're they're supposed to be getting married in 2019, but I would, me personally, I would hold up for a little bit. Until what? I don't know. Until I feel comfortable. Until I feel, because obviously she's saying she's not over that problem. And, you know, every time she brings it back up, he acts like he did anything wrong. Can you address that? What's that? Like he didn't do anything wrong. Can you address that? Because... I have a big problem mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it's usually women. I find that it's usually women, like based on like the emails, based on friends that I've had, based on friends that I have, based on stuff you see on TV. Uh-huh. I find that it's usually women that are victims. I'm going to curse people of the mind fuck. Right. And that bothers me. To my core, you've tried to make me a victim of the mindfuck in the pa- in the past, and it's one of those things where people, because I mean, men are victims too. I just find that women are more so. That people kind of have to stand up and be like, "This person's trying to mindfuck me." Yeah, like you. So, so I bring up the fact mm-hmm. that you used to be married mm-hmm. and kept it from me, mm-hmm. and you try to mindfuck me into thinking. That it's not that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. And why am I bringing up old shit? No. Well. No, no. You're not going to make me believe that I'm overreacting. And I'm going to bring it up as many times as I see fit. If we're watching television and that's the plot on the story, guess what? I'm going to press pause and I'm going to look at you and be like, you know, I think we need to talk about this a little bit more. Well, let me, let me explain something to you about women that most guys figure out early. When a man lies... Mm-hmm. Or a man makes a mistake or a man does something wrong. 90% of the time, the woman wants to believe him. Wants to believe his excuse. Wants to believe his excuse. Or his lie to cover up. Exactly. Even though the excuse is full of shit. Mm-hmm. A woman wants to believe it. Like, yes. like it's the truth. Like, like if, I'm if, so glad you're saying this. No, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Then I could be honest now. Because <laughs> I ain't, I'm being honest because <laughs> now if if it's like if if let's say I go somewhere and I say uh, and you go, babe, where, where were you? Mm-hmm. People said they saw you so and so. And I'd be like, no, nobody saw me. You know how many motherfuckers out there look like me? I was actually at Target getting you some fucking flowers. See, that's the problem. I try to do something nice for you. And you always you want to beef about me being somewhere else. No, I went to fucking target to get you flowers now the first thing a, a female is gonna think like damn maybe i went too far yes damn that's my baby he did go to target to give me flowers they're right there on the kitchen counter right people be hating fuck these bitches people they, they don't want to see us be great exactly and that's what men know i mean he does have a very like familiar kind of face right exactly and that's what men rely on they rely on the mind fuck they rely yes. on the doubt it's like court it's like you know yes. you have to make the jury if there's a little bit of a doubt you can't convict yeah and, and they go free and that's so men play on that little bit of doubt right and then they exploit it right and turn that little itty bitty 
molehill into a mountain. Right. See, even with, 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 with cheating, with most men with cheating, if you don't catch the penis in the vagina, mm-hmm. a man will never say, okay, I did it. You have to catch me beyond doubt. Right. Even if it's my word versus her word, mm-hmm. what, what's the first thing a, a man going to say? That but. bitch is lying. <laughs> And now you have to sit back. She and wanted like, me. Right, she I wanted told her me. no. no I had and, a girl. Now, and now she's mad. She's trying to fuck up what we have. Exactly. Uh-huh. And and what usually happens. Now you got to decide, am I going to ride with my, my man? I'm going to ride with this chick I don't even fucking know. Right. And she knows my Probably man. Probably hating like, uh, anyway. Exactly. Uh-huh. And that's what most men live off of. They live off that doubt. Yep. And we will go hard with that doubt. You know, even if it's a text, it'll be like, uh, that wasn't me. You know, you know how easy it is to change names on phones. <laughs> that wasn't me. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. most men will not give up unless you actually see the penis in the vagina. And if you do, he still might go a little hard. Be like, oh, babe, you know, I got, you know. A, I was drunk that night. No, nah, not even. A, you, you know, alcohol does. Nah, it a, makes me more sensual. A snake is. <laughs> A snake bit my penis and she was sucking the venom out. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't enjoying it. She was trying it. to save my life, babe. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't she was enjoying it. She was trying to save it. Us. She's a hero. You think I enjoyed that? I ain't enjoy that. She's a hero. <laughs> but that's. Now, you should send her a thank you letter. Because if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here having this conversation right Absolutely, now. Absolutely. That... And she'd be like, maybe I should, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Papyrus right now. And get her and get her a card. But that's what men do. Yes. But that's that's what we do. Yes. And we know that most of the time you're too what's the word I'm looking for? Um, too embarrassed to tell a friend. So you're not gonna get a friend's advice. So you have to you have to have this on Sit your there head and by deal yourself. With it on your own. And who can you talk to? And Only let me tell me. you. And now on the female end, <clears throat> a lot of women feel like it's just easier to believe. Absolutely. And forget and move on with whatever perceived happiness they feel as though they were living. Absolutely. And that's really just like dumbing out. Absolutely. Like that's just completely dumbing out. Absolutely. And it's a shame. And I, I hate to see people go through that because sometimes, you know, it is the woman that has the power and the woman that's with the shits in the relationship and, you know, using that same type of mind bleep on the man. Right. And... He's sitting there believing the same thing because he loves his girl and, you know, she's the one for him and he doesn't want to believe that she'd be capable of doing something like that. Right. And people get away with murder with that. So I always feel as though if there's enough evidence staring you in the face for you at least to be inquisitive, Mm -hmm. you question that person. Right. And you don't allow them to mind bleep you. Absolutely. And I would you 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 stand your ground. If you have an intuition, if you have a feeling that something's wrong, I believe that 9 times out of 10 nothing's wrong. And no man could tell me I'm going too far or that I don't have the right to bring it up or why am I still talking about it or it's old or aren't you over it or I'm tired, I don't have time or I don't want to deal with this or none of that. Right, Because if you're not here to sit here and argue with me and convince me, or if I do forgive you to make me forgive you, if you're not putting in the work, then you don't deserve to be with me. Right. But that's, that's the, that's the mind fuck. And that's what, and, and I guess I'm breaking guy code, but that's what men do. 
You know, I've done it before. I've been like, I know you're fucking bugging. Like, I, yo, yo, like, why you always ask me this? You always want things to be negative. I just want to be positive. Yes, <laughs> you always want to be negative. Yeah. I just want things to be positive. But, but, or, well, we gonna be, we gonna sit here and be negative. But what together? But, but what that does is it just puts that in your mind. Be like, damn, am I negative? Am I negative? No, but not no, but not me though. Am I trying? We to be will. Negative? I, I'm gonna. The more that you push against. The more, the further I'm gonna take it. Right, but I'm just telling for women out there that's yes. that's what a man will do to make it so he doesn't have to have that problem. So for you, Mama, I know you're thinking about getting married for 2019. Don't rush it. Don't rush into things. Figure that out first. You be comfortable first, and that's for anybody getting married or anybody getting engaged. You feel comfortable first. You don't have to rush shit. Like. Gia tells all her friends and people that she doesn't know if they are getting older in age, if they're 30 years old, Gia be like, freeze your eggs. Not 30. Well, whatever like the age 34, is. But 35. freeze your eggs. Like, don't rush. Make sure you're in a nice situation. Make sure you're in a good situation. Be confident. Be comfortable. Make sure the communication is there because you don't want to just be like, well, I think I'm doing this because people want me. No, you have to be happy. The same way, like, it would be easy for these people in these hypothetical situations that we're talking about to look the other way mm-hmm. and to be to allow themselves to forgive and to move on because they just want to continue with their perceived happiness mm-hmm. i know it'll probably be just as easy for you to just forget about it because you're so excited about planning a wedding <clears throat> having a husband and planning a future It'll be easy. Like, all right, let me just go to these venues. Let me pick out these flowers and go dress shopping because all the hype and the excitement and the happiness Mm -hmm. attached to that. But that's kind of like a smokescreen. Correct. In a sense, you really have to pay attention to the problem. And I would assess um, his trustworthiness Mm -hmm. um, and see how far you've come since the truth came out. Uh And... I would look a lot deeper into who he is as a human being, who he is as a man before I solidified those wedding plans. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get into the, uh, the last email. Uh, all right. Anonymous is the name. Okay. Dear gear and envy. I listen to your podcast. You guys are awesome. I've cried. I laugh and gotten upset all in the same day, but you guys have helped me to see things differently. I've been debating on writing this email for a few weeks now, but we only live once, so here we go. I just hope it's not too long for you guys uh, not to answer. Even if my email is not answered on the air, I hope to still get some help. I've been with my significant other going on six years. I will admit that the first three years of our relationship, I was the other woman. He was married with two kids. It all started so innocent as friends, but we ended up falling in love. We split for three months because we wanted to do it. We wanted to do right by his wife and kids. And although it broke my heart, I had no other choice but to let him go and move on. After three three months of the breakup, he came back telling me that he loved me and no longer could live without me. I told him I could no longer be the other woman. And if he wanted me, he would have to leave the relationship that he was in. So he did. We even sat and had a conversation with his wife and she told me herself that he had told her he wanted to be with me because he was in love with me. Since then, he has moved in with me and things are as normal couples. We argue, but our love is always there. The problem is that he has not yet gotten a divorce and I do not see any efforts in him getting one. 
We've had numerous conversations about this, and he always ends up saying, I'm going to do it, just give him some time. He says that he's done in that relationship and that he wouldn't get back with her even if we didn't work out. But I need more than just words. I believe in my heart that his mom has a lot to do with him not divorcing her. I feel that she hates me and feels I'm the cause of their their marriage ending. Duh. When I'm told uh, by the other people in his family that his marriage was over before I met him. He loves his mother. She is constantly in his business and it irks me so much. His mother is constantly asking him about his kid's mother business and is always in contact with her as well. I feel that his mom wants him and her together for the sake of the kids, but he was miserable with her. She is also also uh, excuse me. She's always putting in her opinion on what to do with his kids, how to raise them. It bothers me because I raised my three kids on my own and I feel that I should have the woman's voice in our home. I've been very patient and respectful so far, but it's slowly coming to an end and I'm afraid I'm going to break at the wrong time and place. He has told me that he wants to marry me and has even given me a ring. But how will this ever happen if he is truly hasn't ended his previous relationship? I love him. I know that he loves me, but his mother is the wall between us. I've tried to talk to her, but she uh, oh, but she dismissed me and only got back to me when she thought that he was staying away from her family gatherings because of me. <clears throat> she makes me feel so uncomfortable when I come around. I don't know what to do. Should I wait to see if he files for divorce or should I demand a divorce? I don't know how I'm supposed to continue with our relationship without him getting a divorce. I love him. I know that he loves me because he loves he moves mountains to make me happy. But this is the one thing that he has yet to grant me. Hope that you guys can help me. By the way, I'm 38 with three grown kids, 2018 and 17, and he's 36 with two kids, eight and nine. Thank you in advance, Anonymous. So what do you think? <clears throat> okay. My gosh, I think a lot. Um, I'm thinking about how to be fair mm-hmm. to the emailer. Okay. <clears throat> Because clearly I would hold the position of being anti the other woman. Uh I'm a married woman. So the idea of the other woman, a side chick, um, a homewrecker Mm -hmm. clearly rubs me the wrong way. Okay. So... As you're talking and I'm formulating opinions as you're reading the email, I'm trying to concentrate on being fair Mm -hmm. and not responding out of emotion. Mm -hmm. Okay. First thing that strikes me because your main issue is his mother. Correct. You said that she's pretty much the wall between you and your husband. And I think whatever progress you're hoping to achieve Mm -hmm. in your relationship. It is very hard for me to believe that you are ever, Mm -hmm. and I do mean ever going to get his mother's full respect Mm -hmm. because the way that you began the relationship Mm -hmm. is not respectable. Gotcha. And if his mother is a respectable woman, mm-hmm. she's going to assert 
the position that any other respectable woman would assert. Correct. And that would be the way that I was feeling when the email was being read. Okay. Not to say that you are not a respectable woman as a whole, but when it comes to this situation and your position in your hopefully to be future mother-in-law's life, Mm -hmm. it wasn't in a respectable way. So I look at it like if it were my son, Mm -hmm. if my son was married to a woman that I liked Mm -hmm. and that I had a relationship with and he threw that relationship away, even though he made vows before God and had children Uh and everything to be with another woman. Yes, I would judge my son harshly, but I would also judge that other woman harshly. Correct. And I would think about myself in that position mm-hmm. and I wouldn't look at you favorably. I wouldn't look at you favorably. And that's just a cross that you're probably going to have to bear. Mm-hmm. It just, as they say, comes with the territory. So... That's the deal with the mother. You can do as much as you can, but in my opinion, she's always going to look at you skeptically. Now, if the mother, for instance, was a side chick at some point in her life, Mm -hmm. hell, maybe she might be able to relate to you. But considering that she liked or likes the wife Mm -hmm. and maybe a respectable woman herself, it's probably just not going to happen. If you wind up spending the rest of your life with this man, can it ease over time? Possibly. Can you begin to win her over to some degree or, you know, get her to a point where things aren't awkward Mm -hmm. or as awkward? Possibly. But the way that you're describing it doesn't seem as though there's a whole lot of hope there. You said she only reached out to you or communicated with you because she felt as though you were keeping him from the rest of the family. Correct. So I I guess the proof is in the pudding. You're kind of being told what it is. And she has no problem letting you know that she doesn't really bleep with you like that. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that I would feel the same way towards a woman that was in the same situation with my son. Now, let me say this. Now, now, you know, they were in a relationship. Now she's saying that the relationship was over and that she was friends and it turned into more than friends. Now, she was a, she made a mistake by not allowing that relationship to end first before they got into that relationship, right? Right. But things do happen. They were friends. They weren't going as dating. They could have just been chilling in and one night something happened, which happens. But if that happened, she should have said, I have, I'm having feelings for you. You have feelings for me, but you have a situation you have to control and take care of first. Right. Um, well, it shouldn't have happened. That, that snap thing that you just did. Right. It shouldn't have happened. And that's where... You know, people, and this is the truth, people allow themselves to become weak. Mm-hmm. And in a moment, they're just like, bleep it. Right. And that's just a, that's just a matter of a lack of self-control. Correct. We're all adults, and we all have the ability to say no or to pull away from a situation that's not being made in good taste. But we all have the ability. And when you choose not to then you really have to reap the consequences of that bad decision. Right, but that is true. But she, this is the thing. 
We don't know Things what happened. Things don't just happen. It does. And I'm explaining no, to you. No, it doesn't. I'm explaining to you. If, if me and my wife are going through problems and we're about to break up and you're my friend mm-hmm. and I don't look at you as attracted to you. You're just somebody that I talk to. First we, of all, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I don't even buy that. That what? I, I don't, they I were don't friends. buy that. Or let's just say. Follow, let's not just say. Follow that, my, that's not even really realistic. Follow my ride. That, okay, that, I'll follow that your be, ride. That that, let's just be real. That's not that, that could realistic. be realistic. If me and you are going through problems, most men are going to talk to somebody else for for to, comfort. To, for comfort or that friend that they feel like because I need I need to bounce some things off of. And the bad thing is is most guys like. A guy has never came up to me and was like, yo, I'm having a problem at the crib, bro. Word. Nah. Nah. Most yes, guys. Like, yes, you do have friends that have come to you and told you very that. Very rarely. But it's easier for a girl because you feel like another female will be more understanding. You're getting a female point of view. No. That's what most men feel. Okay, okay, stop you right there. That's not even what it is. It's not because you feel like another female is going to be more understanding and you're going to get a female point of view. It's because when... It's because of the whole dynamic. Can we just be real? Sure. All right. If you're a guy and you're going through problems with your wife, you have a female friend or like a newer friend that has the potential of, you know, being like a stronger friend, Mm -hmm. you know, you call her. There is a chemistry between men and women and more than likely that because this is the way it always plays out that female is going to comfort you she's going to find excuses for you she's going to make you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. she's going to point out the things that the girl is doing wrong she's going to pat you on the back then she's going to rub your back she's going to stroke that ego and an attraction will develop if it's already not there you are not going to reach out to someone that's like a newer friend unless there is some resemblance of an attraction there. Unless it's your sister, your cousin, your friend from high school, your friend that grew up on the block with you. Unless you're reaching out to a female that you've known for some time that you're trusting with your business. If you're reaching out to the friend at work or, you know, the girl that met you at the club that said, we could just be friends. No, not, or, not or whoever. Or let's just say it's somebody at work. Somebody that, at work. That's a friend that you think is cool and whatnot. You're reaching out to another female. There's something there. And I'm not going to sit here. I don't, I don't it, agree. Yes, there's something. It's not just friendship. If you guys get to the point where you're sitting in the living room on the couch and you're talking to each other and you gaze into her eyes, she gazes into your eyes and you start jumping each other's bones in that, as you say, snap second. That's some bull shit. Right. That was something that was brewing. Even if it was subconsciously, it was something that was brewing. And she was egging you along I don't agree. and stroking your ego and telling you, oh, well, if I was your girlfriend or if I was your wife, I would make you breakfast every morning before you went to work. I mean, you work hard. That's what you deserve. I don't agree. Listen. No, no, no. no. Females, you know what I'm talking about. It's that bullshit. And that is how women work not you're above bar women but that's how your average ass woman works that's how your simple ass woman works when they see somebody they want and i mean shit men do the same thing men do the same thing if i'm going through troubles with my husband or my relationship i go to work every day there's someone that works with me that when i pass by he might be like nice dress 
Or I pass by and be like, oh, your hair looks great today. Or, you know, I sit down for lunch. She comes into the break room like, well, how's everything at home? How's, how's your kids? How's your husband? How's everything? They build that rapport. They build that trust because there is something that resembles, at the very least, an attraction there. I don't, and they build it. And then you start talking. You gain trust. And then that's their opportunity to pounce. They sit there and lay and wait for something wrong to go on. And then not too harshly, not too aggressively, they start posing doubts in your relationship. Oh, you know, well, has your, have you ever thought about this? Or does your husband do this for you? Or, you know, I don't know, if you were my girlfriend, if you were my wife, I would just think that maybe I would blah, 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 blah. It builds like that. Then you sit there and you have something under the, dis- the disguise of a friendship when both friggin' adults know exactly what it is. They know exactly what it is and they just want to convince themselves that they're just friends until they're sitting on that couch and it gets to a fever pitch and then it goes to the next level. And then what do they want to say? Oh, it just happened. No, nothing just happened. Nothing. And that's my point. You're like, oh, things just happened. Nothing just happens. We're not sitting around here living as idiots not knowing how we feel and what's going on and when we're damn well attracted to somebody. I don't agree. And my, You my, do agree. No, I don't. Let me, let me explain that. Now, when it comes to a relationship, I can see somebody working with somebody every day and coming to work and just having normal conversation about their relationship. Especially, they shouldn't. Let me finish what I'm saying. Especially if it's nasty. If it's nasty at home and they feel like, fuck, I can't take it anymore. You're going to talk to the person that you speak to or see the most. And nine times out of 10, that's your coworker. Right, and, and especially especially if, if it's a female, you talk to a coworker because you don't give a fuck about loyalty because you're already not fucking with her anymore. They said the relationship was over. So I'm not really not fucking with her. So what it is, is you're talking to her every day and you're telling her about your situation. Maybe she's telling you about this situation and could it have not been sensual or not been an attraction could it just been i need to bounce these things off of me absolutely i can see that happening then from there it can go from okay well my wife is going out with the kids i don't want to go out well i'm going here that's more of a friendship where i think people look at it as a friendship and then from that friendship it starts to turn into damn I really like this person and not to be disrespectful but that's why I see a lot of times um ugly men with attractive women or handsome men with ugly women right I don't like that word okay well you don't like it but that's the truth ugly for for example really? without saying names me and you the other day had a conversation about a celebrity and we talked about the celebrity's girlfriend and we said the celebrity's girlfriend don't say any names wasn't too appealing and you was just like wow how i just don't necessarily understand how those two got together yeah but not based on not based on looks but just on how, looks but how they got together and how they got I together just thought they were an odd couple but it wasn't based on looks. but how they got to count together was probably the same thing he was working she was always there he was just bouncing things off it wasn't no oh i'm attracted to her no no disrespect. There was no attraction there. The person is not attractive. He, I'm just being honest. Rashawn. It's not one of the things we like, damn, Don't she's fine. Don't you think fine. that damn, word attractive bad. is subjective It is subjective, people? but that she wasn't attractive. I'm just being you honest. Know, she might have been attractive to him. I don't think so. But what right. I was saying is he fell for that because she was the shoulder that he, that, that she leaned, that he leaned on. 
And that's where I think that happened. I don't think he looked out and was like, damn, I'm going to leave what I got for this thing right here. No, it wasn't that at all. I almost can guarantee you it was one of those things where this bitch is stressing me the fuck out. This bitch is stressing me the fuck out. We had a conversation. I love your views on shit. Oh my gosh, you seem so much, you seem so understanding. You're not my type, but you're understanding. Oh, my gosh. You look beautiful and beautiful every day. Oh, my gosh. You look attractive. Oh, my gosh. I think I like you. Oh, my gosh. I'm in love. That's what happened. It wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm more. No, it was. So can I point something out? Okay. All right. So as you just stated, oh, my gosh, you're getting more beautiful and beautiful by the day. Because oh, my gosh. Hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I think I like you. Oh, my gosh, I'm in love. So during those three stages, like I said, we're not walking around like blatant idiots. We know how we feel. We know as our feelings are starting to progress. So, no, nothing just happens. You knew that you were on that path for things to happen, for it to reach a fever pitch where you can just blame it on, oh, it just happened. You knew Things don't just happen. You don't go from being unattracted to somebody to in their bed. Something happens in the interim. That conversation. And we know. And this whole, oh, we have conversation. Like, that's just a whole other topic. Because if you have problems in your house with your wife or with your husband, if you have to talk to somebody, you talk to someone that you've known but that's excuse me hold on hold on you talk to someone in your family you talk to an old friend you talk to someone that you love and you trust you talk to people who it makes sense for you to talk to yeah that person at work might have a good opinion do I think it's a good opinion no not necessarily because I think that more often than not I'm not gonna say all the time more often than not That person might be looking at you as an opportunity for them to get something that they may be interested in. Uh But I think that it's disloyal Mm -hmm. to go to work Mm -hmm. and talk to a co-worker of the opposite sex about what's going on in your house. And throwing your husband or your wife under the bus, even if you detest them. I agree. Because you're still married. That's someone that should still have your loyalty and your love, regardless of whether... You're upset with them or not. But you don't just go to work sharing your business with people and basically, pardon the language again, but shitting on the person that you lay next to every night. Right. Like, I just don't, I really don't think that there's enough real loyalty in this world. No, but what you got to understand, it's not a matter of I'm going to work and I'm just going to shit on somebody. No. But that's what you wind up doing. No, it's not. Because if you really (laughs) think about it, right? The person you work with is actually closer than a lot of your friends. And I'm explaining to you why. Because you see that person every day and y'all have that conversation. And I'm going to be honest with you. If if me and you have a problem in our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I can't get an honest opinion from any of our friends. Why not? Because any of our friends are all going to say whatever it takes to make sure that this relationship works. Meaning... If I have a problem with you and I ask, let's say, my manager, June, and I'm like, yo, June, me and Gia's going through this, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. His answers are always going to be into fixing the relationship because he knows both of us and he's going to try to fix us. It's not going to... So that's good. No, no. So that's a good thing. So why are you posing that like a bad thing? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you why. It's not necessarily a, a good thing. It's a good thing if 
if what we're arguing about and he's being honest about. But if you're being a blatant dick, right? Me? Yeah. Or blatant <laughs> ass. He's not going to be like, well, Gee is being a dickhead, you know, so, you know. No, he's not. Why gonna wouldn't think, he? I don't think he would. Because I think he would. He always, I think, in my opinion, and I think your friends too, always want to fix the relationship. He's not going to be like, yo, that bitch is bugging. Fuck her. She does this, that, and the other, yada, 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 yada. Fuck her. Ew. He's not going to say that even if well, you I mean, deserve that's it. that's extreme. I mean, I know that. But he's not going to say it even if you deserve it. Somebody who doesn't know you a lot of times will take a step back and say, I don't know necessarily know her. I know you from work, but this is what I feel. The same way when we answer these emails, we give honest opinions because we don't know these motherfuckers that ask us emails. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. It's like, I don't know if, if Marcus is a good guy. I don't know. We just... We're just answering based off these emails, based off of what we would do in a situation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like it's easier or you get better advice for people that don't necessarily know you as much because they're taking a step back from the situation. Well, if that's the case, then you go talk to a therapist. You talk to a pastor. That is true. You talk to someone else. But to go. Can you stop rubbing your leg? Sorry. Thanks. Can you stop rubbing your leg in 2019 no. while we do this podcast? No, Can that be one of your resolutions? Please, please, please. Right, let me ask you a you question. You kill me softly. You want me to stop rubbing my leg, but you don't have a bra on, and all I'm seeing is areola. So what the fuck you want me to do? You want me to rub my <laughs> fucking leg or rub my fucking penis? Which one do you want me to rub? Huh? Which one do you want me to now see? I'm going to cover myself up with this <laughs> pillow. I see areola and nipples, and I'm like, what do you want me to do, huh? You never complained about it before. I, I did complain, complain about you rubbing your leg every third podcast. But anyway, what were we saying? But but, you know, she asked, should she demand a divorce? Yes, you should demand a divorce. Absolutely. Like you should not go any further until that situation is absolutely done. And when that situation is done, then you can go with yours. But you have to make sure that situation is done and not play the monkey bar game. And the monkey bar game is I'm going to hold on to this situation back here to make sure this situation works. Because that's what I think is going on. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel as though he's monkey barring. Like, all right. And this is just a feeling that I get. I could be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though his wife is... A bit of a softy, in a sense. I believe that she's the type of woman that he knows that if he goes back to her, mm-hmm. that she'll be waiting, that she'll take him back. Mm-hmm. Because that one line where she said, I know that he's in love with me because we had a sit down, the three of us, and she told me that he loves me. There's no world that could exist where I would sit down with you and your side chick and be like, yeah, no, it's true. He really is in love with you. He told me that you're amazing and, you know, he really wants to continue the rest of his life with you. So maybe she's over Good it luck. too and she don't give a fuck. Maybe she got a new boo. I don't know. But what I'm thinking is mm-hmm. he's monkey barring. Right. He's like, you know what? I love this girl. Mm-hmm. I love the emailer. Mm-hmm. Let me try to live it out with her for as long as I can to make sure Mm -hmm. that it works. And if it doesn't, I know I have a place to go back to. Mm -hmm. Even though he told her that, even though he told her that I was miserable with her, even if we don't work out, I would never go back. But you also kind of have to ask yourself, 
kind of expect them to tell you. Right. Like there's a certain kind of dialogue that men will have with their side chick or the other woman. Mm -hmm. There are things that he's going to tell you to keep you there, to keep you happy, to keep you satisfied, to keep you drinking the Kool-Aid. Correct. Because even though both of you are wrong, he has you in an unfair position as well. Correct. You know, he's holding on to one relationship, to one set of marriage documents, Mm -hmm. and he got you sitting there too. So he has to tell you everything that he has to tell you to keep you sitting there waiting on him. Correct. So men are going to tell you, oh, you're amazing. You're awesome. She doesn't do this like you. She doesn't do that like you. Your personality, you're so understanding. You know, just the fact that you're sitting here waiting for me to sort this out. You know, I just... It just makes me love you even more. There are things that he's going to tell you because guess it, it's common sense. Right. It's common sense. And people will sit there and look at common sense and be like, no, I don't believe it. Believe it. Believe it. People tell you what they need to tell you to suit their own selfish purposes. Right. So you need to kind of analyze that. Just like they're going to go home and tell their wife, oh, you know, being with her is a mistake. I don't really love her. She was just a distraction from the problems that we had here. Like there's like the person who's at the helm of this, which is the man, Mm -hmm. because he got two women sitting there running in circles because the the wife doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know if he's really divorcing her or not. You don't know if he's getting a divorce. You guys are both waiting on him to make a decision. Right. Which is crazy because you both lose your power. Correct. In that situation. So, yeah, he's going to do what he has to do. And whatever he has to do is going to be self-motivated. So you just have to really be aware of that. Absolutely. And I agree. And, and like I said, make sure that you demand and, and not just let him get away with, oh, I'm just going to, nah, I'm going to do it when I want to do it. No, nah, I'm going to do No, nah, it doesn't work like that. If if you guys want to move on and, and want to continue their relationship and maybe get married, he has to take care of his past first and make sure that he gets that divorce and that he focuses on his future. Yes. Agree? Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Yeah, yes. I mean, if I'm... If I'm thinking about your best interest in this situation and, you know, my own personal opinion aside, yes, you would have to demand a divorce Mm -hmm. considering that that's what he really wants. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's what his wife really wants, considering everything that he's put her through. Mm -hmm. I would pretty much eliminate myself from his life until he took steps towards that. So at least when you guys, if you guys continue this relationship, it will be, I can't say a clean slate, but it'll be a cleaner slate than how you started. Absolutely. And then at that point, you really just have to take whatever comes with the, with the territory from that point on. Hold on. We can't wrap up. What? She posed another point that I thought was kind of interesting. So what? She said... And this is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, emailer. I, I usually like to be on your sides, but this sounds crazy to me. He has two children. I'm not sure. I think eight he said nine. eight and nine, right? She has three children, mm-hmm. 20 and then a little bit 20, younger. 18 and 17. Okay. So, yes, you have raised your three children in your home the way that you saw fit. But the fact that you think that it's not understandable, forget about understand that you don't think that it's expected that his wife 
have a say in what's going on in his home. His mother. His mother. It was not the wife. It was the mother. He was mad. She was mad at the mother. And she was like, the mother shouldn't have a say in what goes on into the house. I should be the second person. Oh, it was, was the, the mother, mother. Yes, not the, mother. the wife. Not the okay, wife. then I misunderstood that. Yeah, it was the mother. Well, how do you feel about that? No, I agree. I mean, like, you know, sometimes I, I think moms and and uh, are nosy. And I think a lot of time men have to really put their mom in their place and really say, mom, I love you. Yes, you are my mom. I love you. But this is my wife or this is my girlfriend or this is my fiance. You have to let her be my fiance because mothers will do that. And you know that I feel bad for our son because I'm sure you'll do that. What? What? I'm saying I'm sure you'll do that to our son. Like the the relationship that no. you and Logan and you and Jackson have, I'm like, there's no girl ever coming in here. No, that's not true. They're gonna they're gonna kill me and marry you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't think so. When it comes to our boys, I hope that we raise them to be stand up good men. Absolutely. Like I want my sons to treat their future wives like queens. Absolutely. I really do. I intend on having a wonderful relationship with my future daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. I'll spoil them. I'll treat them like daughters. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I would never, I would never want that. I would never want that. But in her situation, I think that the mother mm-hmm. probably insinuates herself in the raising of the two children um, and in a, in a position over his girlfriend because she probably feels like, okay, these are my blood. Mm-hmm. They're not her blood. And I'm going to be the mouthpiece considering that my daughter-in-law isn't here. Gotcha. I think that she's probably trying to see to it that her daughter-in-law's intentions are... Um, are are coming to the surface. Correct. As opposed to the girlfriends. Right. And I just think that's because the mother-in-law has a resentment towards the girlfriend. Gotcha. Do, do you know what I mean? So I really Absolutely. think that that's probably what's happening. And yeah, she probably does want to be a little bit of a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to the girlfriend. Probably, yeah, probably you know, up, she, upset that you, you know, she felt like you messed up a nice family. So you, you got to understand that as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's time to get about it. I know a lot of people will be mad because this podcast went over an hour. So I'm you sure you think they'll, they'll be, be no, Rashad. I'm joking. <laughs> they'll be happy. Do you know how many comments we get? Like, oh, we love it when you guys go long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always go long. You know what? I wanted to suck that back in as soon I know, as I, I said know, you that. Know what I'm gonna say it. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. What's up, Maddie? Hi, Daddy. What's up, babe? Do you want anything from the healthy food market? Uh, just bring me back a juice and mango pineapple. Um, just the juice, like do you want ice in it? The you know the mango pineapple that I always get. No, she's not well, at she's not at Boca. She's at the healthy food market. Weird. So is it like a smoothie? Oh, where are you at? You at the so green sorry, the green guys, spot next to the, the bank? Voicemail. Yeah, I'm gonna go there right now. Uh, you know what I get? Just get the pineapple. They make it with pineapple juice and mango. So just get that for me. Tell, tell her to get me the strawberry so it's like protein. A juice, not a smoothie. Uh, it's a smoothie. It's a smoothie. They make it a smoothie, baby. Yeah, tell her yes. She said yeah. Okay, and T- I don't know if I can get the medicine. I just try to get it here at Target, but I have to be 18. Oh, I forgot about that. You need medicine. All right. Well, try uh, Rite Aid. If Rite Aid doesn't do it, then I- I'll go and get it for you. Okay, and I'm also going to go to the um, deli right next to Rite Aid. Do you guys want anything from there? No, baby. 
You want anything from the deli, babe? No, baby. No, all right. Oh, Maddie, tell them to make mine extra sweet. She said make hers extra sweet. Okay, does she want extra strawberries? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. But you have to see them put it in because they'll tell you that they're doing it and then they won't actually do it. Oh, no, they always do it because yours is, I don't get extra strawberries. Yours is always more. All right, okay. right okay. got to go. Okay. We're on the podcast. Say what's up to the podcast, people. Oh, what's up, everybody? All right, baby, bye. Sorry, <laughs> right, love you guys. Bye, bye. Yeah, but anyway. Baby, I have to go. I have to take this phone call. All right, it's time to wrap up. But we'll see you guys next week, all right? I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.